Hi, and welcome back to Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, <laughs> where we read books and then talk about them. Typically, we all read different books following some kind of theme, but this month, the theme is we all read the same book, which is like the opposite of what we usually do. Let's introduce ourselves. I am Peter Schaefer. I have nothing else to say about me. With me today are Nick. Hi there, how are you? Whoa, 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 we're doing this way out of order. Nick didn't say his howdy howdy thing. Howdy howdy. There we go, thank you. Oh, phew, I feel so much better now. Katie, hi. That's me. Rachel. Who sounds really quiet. Uh oh. Okay, that's better. And okay. old man Dan Evanson himself. Ouch. <laughs> oh my God. I said, we're starting the podcast, Dan. Well, hello. Oh, no. It's me, Dan Evanson. Hi. Yeah, that's right. That's what you sound like. Our lovely logistics man. That's right. Yeah. He is both I lovely and logistics. All the logistics. Do we have logistics? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I guess that's why he handles them, and I certainly so don't. So much mail, Peter. I answer all our fan mail. Speaking of fan mail, thank you for that segue. We would like to thank our listener, Kramer, who sent us fantastic pictures of his bookshelves. We love seeing your bookshelves ideally with books on them. And like, I guess it's not a requirement. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not technically. We've always asked only for bookshelves, not not books, but uh, but we want to see those books. We want to judge your collection, basically. I really like well, the setup, how it's like not all even? just spines and there's oh, some face yeah, outs, the there's some stacking going on, some snow globes. I love okay. the snow globes. They're very nice. Right? Yeah, no, it's it's a really good mix of, uh, you know, spine out covers and, you know, tchotchkes, knickknacks, the good stuff. Also have some <laughs> very good books, too. <laughs> yeah. And is that a skateboard? What is that? I don't know. Um, I yeah. think it's a coffin. Okay. Is that a coffin? What is that? <laughs> it looks like a longboard. Okay. Yeah, it does and look like a longboard to me. Anyway, this guy is rad. <laughs> Kramer is awesome and uh, has a great collection of books. So thank you so much for sending those in, those photos. We're very happy. And uh, we hope to see more of those in the future. In the you Discord. Can't... Well. Yes. Those showed up in the Discord. You can visit the Discord at Too Many Thoughts Media and drop those on us. Or you can email them at Too Many Thoughts Media at gmail.com. Uh, and also, if you feel like it, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll shout out your name. Oh, man. Yes. Sure. We'll yeah. shout it from the rooftops. Or at and least I, into and, our microphones. And you know what? Here's, here's a promise I can make and probably break, but for every person who leaves a review, I will shout it louder and louder each time. No, 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 I hate this no. already. We'll see how far we can take it. Oh no! We've I'm, already I'm, taken it uh, too far. Fifty yeah, reviews. I'll invest in a megaphone. Fuck oh, that! No. <laughs> oh no! All right. Well, it was it was nice. It was nice recording with you all. Goodbye. Should we introduce a book that the viewers probably already know from the title? I should hope so. Okay. So this month we have all read and are talking about Jade City by Fonda Lee. 
There we go. I introduced it. Now, what do you want, Rachel? I don't know. I, I guess we should talk about non-spoilers, so we can uh, so we can get those off our chests. Okay, oh, non-spoilers. Yeah. Quick summary How... of the book, anybody? Uh, Dan, sure. you do it. I'm trying to think of how do you do this without spoiling things. Jade <laughs> is a magical rock, and it grants powers to certain people, and other people it makes them sick. Some people just don't do anything with it, and a lot of people want it, and it's like a currency. Yeah, the book is set in this nation of Kekon, and uh, the the people that have this jade ability called Kekon Home. Um, and uh, Kekon is um, a very, very interesting place that seems to primarily be run by what were the kind of rebel forces uh, that have somewhat recently, you know, maybe a generation ago, freed Kekon from... Uh, Foreign occupation. Sh- yeah, foreign right. Yes. And uh, now they are essentially like criminal organizations it, it that feels are also like, sort of the government. <laughs> it, yeah, it feels like a benevolent mafia like runs the government yeah. now. I the, started the, reading this like right after listening to a podcast about like 1920s Chicago and Al Capone and all that. Oh and boy. I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, I dig this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the primary just yeah. to put a pin in the plot is the power struggles, so to speak, between these families, and then also within the primary family, uh, which is the No Peak Clan, and their you know shake up in leadership, and uh, you know the children sort of coming to terms with uh, right know, their the, eventual the... leadership. The original uh, revolutionary turned leader of the No Peak clan has has uh, waned and passed leadership on to his grandchildren. Uh, and they are dealing with both being seen as less than their grandfather um, and yet having to, you know, having to wield the power that they've been given and having to look as though they've earned it and all that kind of stuff, right? Yes. Also, I would like to point out it's the NPCs. The what now? Oh, the no, oh, the, the no, no peak, peak clan. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. <laughs> and yeah, and like like you guys said though, it's it's both having to live up to this reputation, and also especially for um, wow, I'm forgetting the one character's name now. This is horrible. I listened to this book about a month ago now, so um, the sister. Oh, Shay. Shay, Shay, Uh, especially for her, it's more about, um, you know, she has kind of been bred to uh, have this role within the family and she's been running away from it and now having to face the fact that she actually has to, you know, be a part of her her family and be a part of the clan. Well, it's also a a transitionary period from a a, um, state in rebellion to a peacetime with uh, fractions between the previous rebels mm-hmm. i would say i think what we're trying to say is that this book is really really cool yes right I a mean... lot of politics <laughs> yeah but also at the same time a lot of murder well it's it's politics done well you know a it's lot a... of times books like mm-hmm. these can be bogged down and boring 
this is this book was certainly not boring, right? No. Um, and just to be clear, uh, the the you know using Jade if you can gives you basically uh, kung fu movie levels of martial arts powers, right? Yeah, so like in, including you know manipulation of chi to uh you know deflecting Raven. bullets and and jumping high and running on things that you shouldn't be able to run on and superpowered yeah. senses and toughness yeah so in that definition it would be wuxia uh, a wuxia novel or like right some, in similar vein to that yeah you could say that um i did find it interesting that I wasn't sure at first that it was completely in a uh, in a second world, that it was a completely made up globe as far as I could tell. Is there a map? But, did I did I forget a map? Um I thought there was I think there is a map in the first there few is pages. one, but I think it's just of the city, isn't it? With the different no, districts. No, there's there's a map of the island and then a map of the city with the districts. I read it in okay. ebook form, so it's hard from with ebooks and maps. <laughs> um, but it doesn't, you know. So it shows you the island, and I definitely got you know like a Filipino f feel from it. Um, but uh, so, but it doesn't show you any other global continental context. It doesn't show you where it is relative to the rest of the made up world. But it took me a little while to be sure. Because it references, you know, the the power that used to occupy the island and the uh, the nations that they're currently negotiating or dealing with politically, and uh, at first I wasn't sure if they were just local names for real world places in this, you know, in an alternate sort of setting or alternate Earth, but no, it's a completely, you know, constructed world, um, and I think I think that uncertainty on my part speaks to in a way speaks to the depth and complexity of of how well uh fondly put it all together because yeah. you know because i i could feel those you know myriad strings binding places together and i wasn't sure if i think espenia is one of the places mm -hmm. yep um you know, and I wasn't sure. Oh, was that just a is that a local name or a, a, a strange name for Spain? You know, España or something. But I yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking too. But I think it's all just unique places, even if they have echoes of of Earth cultures. Um, I couldn't really find them in a lot of the other places. Although I think we'd be forgiven for assuming that the occupiers were some variety of British. Um, well, no, they weren't the occupiers, though. No, no, Espana wasn't the occupiers, but the ones who did occupy them. I think I if we, getting, if we, I was getting huh? Chinese vibes from them. Oh, and maybe that's so. I don't, I don't remember. Um, yeah, but uh, no, but but I agree with you, Peter, that like uh, you know the world feels real, and so you start trying to make those connections to mm -hmm. real world places pretty easily. And and I think like, you know, there are obvious connections where like Espinia feels very much like a, a stand in for a, a country like the United States. And uh, Kekon is, you know, um, really could be a lot of different uh, kind of East Asian island flavors. But I think uh, 
there's a lot of influence there from from a lot of different cultures in that area that uh, mm-hmm. she she pulled from. But but still at the same time, like it, it definitely feels individual. It doesn't feel like, uh, and I don't believe that she has incorporated any actual real world details in any of these mm-hmm. um even even like the names and stuff like lantern men and things like that I, I believe are all original to the to this uh series they're not they're not from any uh you know existing right. like the like tong yakuza. or uh yakuza or anything mm-hmm. yeah that's great i mean no like it's it is incredibly intricate uh not to say that it's hard to understand the 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 narrator leads you into it uh at just the perfect speed mm-hmm. but uh okay so so like i got a i got a philippines feel from the island what did anyone else think hong what's that hong kong yeah hong kong also um oh which reminds me so like what what technological era did you feel did you feel like it was when you were uh reading it because i got <laughs> different different feelings at different times in the book and that yeah, was one it's of kind my of big like, confusion points kind of like the tv show gotham how they had like the old rotary phones and cell phones and like just they, to confuse uh, you a bit well, yeah I, yeah <laughs> it felt very a somebody it well it felt like very 2000 2010s but there's so many traditional elements that's put um that it so it feels older with the traditional elements like the academy feels very traditional uh it's some it reminds me of like the sort of kaigen where kaigen is this very traditional town but there's also cell phones when you go outside of this uh city of uh kaigen Yeah, I mean, early, well, for the first third or so of the book, I felt like it felt like the 1920s. That's what I was thinking, too. But I might have been a little like skewed because of that podcast I'd listened to beforehand. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, but I thought that independently. I certainly didn't listen to your cockamamie podcast. Um, Okay, rude. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I, I just remember the first time the book mentioned a car. I was like, oh, we're oh. I thought this was going to be like way strict fantasy. Yeah, I did and, too. And, and then it, yeah, it, it like that slowly introduces more technology. And then at one point, Wen is like, yeah, I can type 100 word per minute. I don't know if you knew that. And it's just like, what are you typing on? You can't do that on like a goddamn typewriter. And, no, and one thing that's interesting to me is it, it almost makes me think of perhaps like um, the mid to late 1900s in a lot of parts of Asia where a lot of this technology that was being developed in the West was mm. being brought over. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could. So when, like when I, when, when they first started introducing cars and when they made such a big deal and they repeatedly did, I, I mean, I loved the detail of, you know, this clan slash gang member, you know, drives this car, uh, you know, everywhere. So if you see that car, that's their car because it's an expensive import. Um, like I loved those details, but it's uh, like when they mentioned, you know, this person was using a X3 Phantom or something. I'm, I don't remember what the names were. Um, I, of yeah, of the cars. It made me think 
it may, that's one of the strong things that made me feel like the 1920s of the era because like it felt like 1920s Hong Kong when when powerful people there were importing uh, vehicles from from the UK or from America and were showing off that they had you know we have one of the few cars and it's a gorgeous piece of you know hand tooled machinery etc. Um, and then at some point in the you know, second half of the book, maybe I think it like it talks about like just grabbing a, a I think it was a phone booth or something like that. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember if it was some other element that made me, you know, stop and record scratch and reevaluate the technological era, but it might have been a phone booth and or the ubiquity ubiquity of them, and it just made me think. Wait, is this more like the nineteen 19- 80s? But they have cell phones. No, they didn't. Oh, they didn't? I can't swear they had cell phones. I, no, because they, they always had to call the local businesses and ask around, like, hey, is Hilo there? I can't. I need to talk to him now. It just mm-hmm. felt like the turn uh, it felt like a turn where there's a technology, because I just accepted that there, this was modern time. <laughs> you know, I had, like, no feel like that was really old at all. Interesting. She's so yeah. young. No, I, I think it's the influence of anime, where you have what, what Nick? No, I just I was just I was just laughing, yeah, because I I, I see what you're saying. Like it just exception, like uh, like this is what it is and things like that. Right. Yeah, right. where an- anime will just like, you know, all of a sudden there are cell phones and it's everything else is feudal Japan, but like, we got so, magic cell phones. Yeah, um, it 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 is really funny. Or sorry, I'll let you keep going. It it felt like the two thousands when the technologies were about to boom and things like that, um, where they're slightly rare, um, and and it's a turning point between traditional and the modern time. Yeah, I I wonder if it's just you know because Rachel like that's the only boom time you've experienced, and for (laughs) uh, me, you know, I've experienced like three or four. so like to me, this felt very like and because it's set after a war, like I totally get why Peter would say think maybe think World War One or after World War Two and you're trying to set it within those ideas while at the same time coming to terms with like what you understand of how technology developed in our world. But you know, those things are not necessarily uh you know, set in stone, right? You you can get certain technologies before certain other ones. They're not they're not a a linear path, so to speak. So, um, you know, even though there are cars, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you know they're in the same sort of history as you know when cars were developed. But but I uh, I, I think she does a good job of balancing. Uh, that it really did just give you a sense that like kind of what Rachel is saying that this is a period of expansion of technological boom uh, that th- that comes through really well. Mm-hmm. And, and we're kind of quibbling about, you know, what what time period is when. Yeah, I think all that we really would, you know, and, and really one of the reasons why the book works so well is because it communicates these kind of complex concepts that you can muddle over yourself but like 
uh, does it in a very simple way, you know, so that you get the idea that it's a boom time. You get the idea that, um, you know, the political machinations of all these various forces are complex, but ultimately they seem to be driven by very like simple human, uh, you know, desires and needs which you know simplifies things because you're like oh i understand wh what greed is i don't necessarily mm -hmm. need to understand you know the political system of kekon but uh I right but you understand that. pride and greed and fear right yeah and, all of those yeah. things make sense humans remain humans in this world mm -hmm. yeah. i got many major themes like family honor and addiction yeah yeah, I thought yeah. it was really interesting how she took the concept of Jade, which is this, like, you know, essentially the key to superpowers, and made it a material that could be, that was poisonous to use, you know, in, in a lot of aspects, and, and also addictive. Yeah. Um, and well, ultimately, kind of like, self-destructive in some ways. Well, it goes into the old adage of uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, so yeah. it's giving you power and it's actually corrupting you unless you're thick-blooded um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and can handle more like um, Hilo. Helio. Is Hilo or Helio? Hilo. Hilo. Hilo uh, is described as thick-blooded. Yeah, they. I think they use like thin or weak blood as a an insult a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that I thought they did a really, really good job of introducing the concept. Uh, with the first, the first chapter was was his name Barrow. Yeah, Barrow. Yeah, Barrow. All right, so I thought they, I thought the author started the book really well and eased us into the the whole concept of Jade and the environment with with um, the thief Barrow who is uh, like surprised me by coming back, right? He ends up playing a small but repeating role throughout the book. Yeah, and... I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's going to be a major player in book two. Uh, he might be. I just, I mean, as soon as I finished, I emailed my local bookstore and ordered book two, and it came in <laughs> yesterday. Um... <clears throat> I, I wish. I have to wait. Either twenty-eight weeks or until my Lumic transitions come. <laughs> twenty-eight weeks for my library. Oh, okay, okay. I don't want to. I I do like the book, but I don't want to have two editions of the same book. Fair enough. Ever... <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. I would want. I would want all of my copies in the same edition format. Um, I'm getting my special editions, which are very nice. <laughs> good. Right. Anyway, so we st we start out with Barrow, who has a a scheme to steal Jade from one of the uh, one of the fingers, one of the uh, the low level, you know, uh, soldiers of the clan. Yeah, the Tufts, and uh, poisons poisons the guy. So the guy goes and like throws up and passes out, and then he steals Jade and is trying to run away because he's been found out at the last minute. Um, and he just, he's overwhelmed. It goes to his head, the power of this jade, where he, you know, zips 
uh, up the stairs thanks to being light-bodied and he bashes out through a window or something like that or barrels through a door because he's so tough um but he's quickly shown that uh that he doesn't know how to handle it because he hasn't been training with jade for years and he uh you know isn't just isn't prepared for it because someone who is grabs him and he gets caught you have a question about that opening though yeah um so one of the jade powers that you can get or like you can channel or whatever is perception yeah so can you only perceive someone's thoughts or like you know their their emotions or whatever when they're also wearing jade oh i I see i don't i don't think that's the case no i think it's i think it's the idea that it heightens your perceptions to near superhuman levels like where the smallest twitch of the face like of the eye or the lip or whatever would like give away what they're well they do explicitly talk about viewing others auras yeah which i feel Um, like it's like it's heightening your perception and giving you like low empathy i think i i think now i don't remember a hundred percent i think they only talked about seeing the auras of other people using jade yeah i think Um, so so it like might the jade be... like exuded some like you know when someone got a new piece of jade then their aura was crazy you know, like, you and know, it exploded spiky. or burst outward yeah 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 so i mean i think i think we can probably infer that using jade kind of like expands or heightens or intensifies your aura which means other people using jade can kind of observe and detect it because there there were definitely moments of like you know the the character's aura, roiling aura, res, uh, reflected the uh, turmoil going on within their mind, and such and such character was observing that and knew better than to intrude. Um, so then that that still leads me back to my original thing. So then the guy who got his jade stolen, yeah, he would not have been able to perceive their intentions. Well, he he. He could, but he was poisoned and drunk and didn't think they were a threat. Yeah, right? I mean, I yeah, I think I think both the 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 thief Barrow didn't have any jade at first, and so probably didn't have an aura worth noticing or enough or enough aura to be noticed. Um, and then, yeah, um, the first chapter makes a deal out of that this guy's. This guy lacks discipline. He tends to get smashed. And so he was so drunk that he, you know, couldn't notice the waiter being cagey as he poisoned the drink. Yeah. And also okay. there's the thing of pride where you don't think undated people could get the better of you. Mm, yeah. So, oh yeah, that's that's a fair point too. Yeah, we I, have we talked about this sort of like caste class race system? going on here with no not at all green bones stone eyes Um, and i I guess regular kekanese people i feel like that might be going into spoiler territory so we could probably just say that say that don't forget the abuke people yeah no i don't think i don't think it's going too far to spoiler to to say that that uh yeah the abuke were really interesting because it says 
it, it calls them the the original native population of the island. Um, yeah. And they are immune to jade, uh, which means they do all the jade mining, mm-hmm. um, which in theory would give them a lot. It could, you know, in theory, give them a lot of economic power, but obviously they haven't unionized or read marks. Um, <laughs> Right. Um, so, in, but instead, practically, it means that they can't use the superpowers of Jade, which means the the mixed blood people who are kind of like part Abuke and part settlers, um, and who eventually rose up and throw off threw off the oppressing uh, occupiers. They are the ones who can have superpowers, and so they end up being the overclass, and the the Abuke who can't obviously end up being the underclass, and that's. Uh, just, well, they're they're sort of like, I, I got the impression they were sort of like a secondary class. Yeah. But not, yeah. but then there are still people who can't do any either, right? Well, the Abuke can't do anything. The The, the stone, stone eyes are, are kind of like a genetic throwback. It's like a recessive trait or something coming to the fore that you can't. Um, uh, you can't use Jade. It doesn't affect you either. So they are like. A Keikonese person with like the Abuke traits. With the Abuke, you know, uh, inter interaction with Jade. Yeah, exactly. Right, but the Stone Eyes were the only ones that could do the mining, right? No, because- no, no Ab- Abuke also do the mining. The yeah. Abuke were the ones who were consistently mentioned as doing. Okay, I was getting mixed up because I remember the Stone Eyes couldn't, uh, wouldn't be affected by like the mass quantities of Jade, but yeah, you're I- correct about that too. Okay. Yeah, I think they do like stone cutting, and they mostly do the merchanting, they uh, and some, things like that. And right, also right, 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 right. Assassins, I think. Uh, they were they were the ones I think were referenced as white rats sometimes. White rat. Yeah, which is basically a a planted spy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, another another thing that I'm just noticing here is that like. I almost think we're making this story sound not that it's not very uh complex or like rich, I guess. It's very, very rich, but rich is a good word for it. But I I don't necessarily think the story is or it's rich, but it's very grounded. It's very No, I, very I agree. I, I don't want to make we're it making sound, it not sound impenetrable. Right. <laughs> right. It's a, it's very a, a story. This is ultimately a story about a family. You know, I mean, and I mean a mafia family. Sure. Right. But I, I mean, say, there's plenty I, of great I, shows about mafia families, you know? I, oh, yeah. I, no, I, absolutely. <laughs> I started reading this book in like 2017. And then I got to like chapter two, and there's a, that scene that's really early on. And I stopped because I was like, I can't handle this. Because I thought it would, that would be set the tone for the rest of the book. Oh, man. Which, yeah, I got to which talk scene? To the which the scene? explicit scene. It's not very explicit. Not... Oh, you mean Hilo and his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when they fucked? <laughs> that was pretty intense. I gotta be honest with you. That was I, I pretty intense. I don't remember. I actually don't either, and I didn't read it very long ago. It wasn't that, like, impactful to the story, but me being much younger and picking up this book, I was just like, mm, no, and put it back down. <laughs> I was stupid, but I, whatever. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I wouldn't give this to uh, somebody, like, high school age, for sure, or younger than that. 
but I was a second year college. Uh, no, I, yeah, but even then, I could see why you'd be uncomfortable. No, I could. I could see why you're uncomfortable with it. It was pretty intense. It was a pretty intense descriptive, descriptive scene, and I listened to the audiobook, so I had to listen to it. Damn! What am I miss? What? Yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm flipping through my copy now. I gotta find this. It's just like yeah, the please. scene after. The, I think it's the, his my, first perspective. It's loud to yeah. everybody. It's not. <laughs> Fending. I was just not ready for it and not meant for it. It comes to violence and, uh, uh, you know, describing. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't hold brutal, back there. Yeah. It also uh, doesn't need to hold back from sex. Um, oh, there we go. Did you, did you find it, Peter? Yes, I did. I did. Chapter five. Oh page my. Forty-three. Okay, let me write this down. Yeah. For <laughs> those of you. Yeah, you can go. You can go. Uh, uh, dog ear that for later. <laughs> yeah. No, I just really. I no. Yeah, I think, like, to your point earlier, Nick, that, uh, you know, there's a lot that, like, what, you know, people consider, like, The Godfather 2, like, not just one of the greatest, like, mafia movies, but, like, just an incredible movie, right? And it's because of a lot of these same things where there's a lot of complicated things happening, there's multiple time periods in that movie, there, you know, there's politics, there's uh internal politics in the family and but ultimately it's like a father-son story right right you know uh never it, read it or watched those... any of that stuff well nope. i don't know what to tell you it's a cultural <laughs> masterpiece so uh much like this book yeah, this, this book is about it's about siblings i mean between right yeah this book i would is say really the siblings. four i would say the four if you want to include andon and you should. which we do yeah. yeah. Um, so that brings up a good point. Uh, what is what was your favorite character? I was just gonna ask the same thing. Yeah. I I, I, I loved like... Andon. <laughs> I liked him too, but I think my favorite was Lan. Yes. Yeah. Same. Exactly the Me same. Too. Yeah, I like him. Andon a lot as well. is just like super duper cute and kind of dorky, and he's like, I don't really fit in with my classmates, but I'm also part of this really powerful family, kind of. And then Lan is just like. I'm just trying to do my best, man. You know, you know, I, I gotta say though, I liked, and this is how you know that characters are written well. I liked all of the characters. I understood their motivations, even when I disagreed with their decisions. Like, like when yeah. that guy, he broke into that restaurant just for the squid balls. Well, okay, I don't know about that guy. He's he a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so but I mean, like, even when Lan made decisions, uh, that. I think all of us, obviously, especially in retrospect, knew were bad decisions. You know, uh, you still understand his rationale for them. And, you know, I could almost see myself like even if I were in his shoes, like I could see myself making the same mistakes, knowing full well that they're bad choices. You know, right. I mean, even even Hilo, who is the most kind mm -hmm. of brutish of any of the characters, um, like I think he makes decisions that are the farthest from what most readers would make, but 
I think we can still understand them. And I think that's very important and also just very well done on the author's part. Uh, my favorite character would have to be Shay. Mm-hmm. Um, although Andon's a close second because Andon's just so cute. Um, <laughs> um, I felt like the most like conflicted about, I think, just because, you know, she her character is so much about rejecting you know, kind of everything that as a reader I was coming to enjoy about the call family and she's like not having any of it. Right. And... Yeah. No, she's, she's trying to kind of leave that, that brutal and, and uh, uh, kind of extortive past behind her and, yeah. and, and live, live a life on her own terms rather than defined by her family. And I really respect that. And I think she's made like, I, I understand, like she made great decisions and I, I, I liked her a lot. I like Shay yeah. a lot as well. I think that one of the, if I was to say there's a flaw with her plot line, it, it's just the fact that her, the slights that happen to her that make, that make you understand her decisions, they all happen before the book starts. So they kind of have to like backtrack and explaining all of the bad things that happened to her before she left. I, hmm. I also feel like she was too slow in accepting. Yeah, I was like, this is happening and you gotta you gotta go on. You gotta make this decision. Well, you know, you can you can we can agree for you to be wrong. Um <laughs> no, I'm, once we once we learn what happened to her, you know, once that's yeah. kind of revealed, like it's like, oh yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> you left for yeah. a good reason. Like mm-hmm. and coming back's not easy, you know? So yeah. it's just you know Whereas someone like Hilo, especially, I think in a lot of ways, Hilo is like kind of the star of this book because of the change he goes through from beginning to end. It's the most massive. Perhaps. Um, I think I think he comes into his own a lot by the end. Where at the beginning, he's kind of like you said, like very brutish and just, you know, mm, he's still very brutish. But oh, he still more. is. But I mean, <laughs> he likes to think more. <laughs> yes, right. It's On the other hand, I, how much Elo you know, kind of like represents the the settling of of the current age into his perspective. You know what I mean? Like as he comes into his own in the book, it also feels like Kakon kind of settles into. A you more think you think he's period. he's he's maturing, uh, uh, or he's representing the the island culture basically. Well, yeah, it makes you kind of wonder, like, you know, it, is is he responding to the world around him, or is the world kind of responding to him? Mm. You know? Um, I do have another point before we move on. Uh, what subgenre would you call this? Originally, I put it as uh, urban, but I'm thinking more wuxia. I I don't know. It's tough to call it wuxia because the jade is uh, typically wuxia is like through training and stuff and not through like a, a mystical. Well, they element. did do a lot of training. They went through eight years in the school. Well, yeah, uh, it's yeah, I would say it at its core, it feels wuxia. Okay. Well, according to Amazon, um, <laughs> it's listed under historical thriller. War and military, <laughs> action what? fiction, crime, action, and adventure, 
And then we also have, for the Kindle one, it's historical fantasy, fantasy adventure fiction, war and military action fiction, and then the, I think this was the hardcover. This one is a historical thriller, historical fantasy, organized crime thrillers, and then the audiobook is listed under action and adventure, action and adventure fantasy, epic fantasy, fantasy adventure, and action. Like 90% of those are wrong. One know, problem it, with genres crazy. is, yeah, genres are not, there's no perfect science to it, obviously, but especially when it comes to marketing a book, right? you, you kind of just, I mean, a no, lot it's of times, the, it's, it's the it's SEO scattershot. You just gotta, right. you right. load up your, your advertising gun with word pellets and you just shoot them everywhere. And a well, lot of it is just the way Amazon works and the way Audible works and all these things. So, well. I, I like subdramas because I to find my specific niche subgenre I need them <laughs> because it's, uh, it's I mean but find. the one of the challenges with this book and one of the triumphs of this book is that mm-hmm. I think it defies that sort of pinpoint subgenre accuracy. Well, yes, uh, unless you say, say it's political. And then that's easy. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, but you can't. You can call it, I guess, political fantasy, political action crime, fantasy, crime, like, action crime, political fantasy. Yeah, I feel like you can't leave the crime part out of it. No, because, action, I mean, political, it's, it's crime, family, the, organized, yeah. political, second world, <laughs> wuxia, jade fantasy. I, I don't know. You like, did it. I did it. I found. I found the precise. Wrote all those down. Yeah. Nope. Oh, it's recorded. We've got it. We've got it recorded. We're good. (laughs) Well, I would say I wouldn't call it progression fantasy, as we had that discussion before on off camera. Well, let's argue this point. That's right. Let's. So, what what is that? So, progression fantasy is inspired off of Wuxia and um, and it's westernization of uh, cultivation and things like that where you have discrete power levels as the uh, characters go up and most likely punch god i mean i'm all for punching god there's no power meter on any of the characters there's no no numbers you you if you have more jade you are more likely more powerful but it's not indicative of that you don't there is you don't have more you somebody with more Jane is not going to definitely win over somebody. With yeah, it's Jane. interesting. They did say at some point, you know, more Jade boosts you up to a point, I think. Yeah, uh, well, and I then past that, you can keep wearing Jade, you can keep wearing more Jade, but it doesn't necessarily make you more powerful. I think it's like in a fight, like your skill and your wit is more indicative of success than Jade, but Jade just boosts you. I mean, but you have to have the Jade in order to beat a, win a fight against the other Jade guy. Well, I don't even know if that's necessarily true. I think that's what society thinks. But... We don't know don't as know. of yet of book Yeah, we've <laughs> never really seen somebody with have. Jade and someone without Jade actually going at it like... We've, we've seen it, but not actually, because that's spoilers. Yeah. We, yeah. we do know that, like... Kekon entering the recent war was sort of like a turning point. Well, the did they war, thought, wait? Did, were they were they take part in a global war? I missed that I part. They, it, they they well, they revolted. The, there, there was a global war, and they revolted during that war. Ah, and yeah. so they took advantage essentially of the other nations being preoccupied. 
That's a great time for a revolution. And then also sort of the the threat of the Kekanese entering the war on a particular side was enough for everyone to go, hey, maybe we shouldn't have the war anymore. <laughs> let's, uh, let's stop, guys. I, I don't, I don't want to fight with them. Craig's got a knife. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, well, but, you yeah. know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the next book, like next. And so, uh, you know, as soon as I finish whatever I'm reading now. So we'll see. Maybe there's a, a jade, non-jade fight that is interesting. I have already read that book and uh and, and there is remember. there is not and you don't remember okay <laughs> well useless <laughs> statement from dan over here i, I don't I think really... there is like I, I think any fight that i remember involving a jade user and a non-jade user was very short <laughs> um well we'll see in book two when we all read book two and then we'll oh, see in book three when we all read book three. <laughs> oh no is this the uh the next two years worth of we all read the same book? No. I don't. Be. No. <laughs> no, uh, because we... I'm not going to wait that long to read them. <laughs> yeah, and if I same. read them, I can't wait that long to talk about them and have anything useful to say. I'll say something like, yeah, I did finish that book two yeah. years ago. We'll have to let me, let me check my journal and see, see when I finished it. Ah, oh, yes, there it was. I finished it in January 17th, but I didn't write my thoughts about it because that's not uh, what I also, do in my journal. I don't, I don't feel like our secret guest is going to like coming back every two years, <laughs> every year. <laughs> do we have a secret guest? Not this episode, but next episode. It's a me. Mario. I'm the secret guest. Aw, Katie, you're always my favorite secret. A secret guest is probably not so secret given our track record of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Can't we just say that we're having a guest and who it is? I don't think it's a secret at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably not a secret. Hey, guys, we're interviewing Fonda Lee next episode. That's right. The author of this book, Fonda Lee, will be on with us next, whenever next is, to uh, to talk about this book, and you know, I'm sure she will also want to talk about the third book that's coming out just now, or did the just third come book out? that is out. It is out. All right. it, didn't, it didn't come out like yesterday or and something like that for several months, probably. <laughs> oh well, I really. I As you can't tell, out, we're not sure at exactly. Time of this time recording, it came this. out like two days ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, and some people already have like reviews up on Reddit. I saw at least one. And it's well, just those, like, how? Uh, they might have net co a galley cap copies where they get early access in exchange for reviews. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, my local okay. bookstore gave me an advanced reader copy of a couple books. I, I, one of them was bad. Oh, You're no. not allowed to sell ARCs. Did they sell it to you? Or no, no, you no. They just hand, I walked in and they handed it to me. They okay, said, we yeah. like you, Peter, have this book. Yeah. And I was like, um, cool. Yeah, you're not allowed to sell ARCs. So. No. Um, so I, uh, that was it. Uh, that was basically it that I have. We're having a special guest. Well, and, and it's me. So and it's <laughs> I know we've avoided talking spoilers so far. Is that something we want to do? Is that something we want to do All during right. our interview? Why don't with we, her? why don't we have a big, like spoiler break 
And then we can, like, so anyone who wants to not hear spoilers can leave right, right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. That's what, uh, I we can to, end. So we can and, end the episode and have some bonus after credits. Yeah. Talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what you? Okay. Sure. Sure. Bonus after credit. All right. So let's let's sign off. I've been Peter Schaefer. Uh, I I'm a role playing game designer. You can find my stuff at shoelesspetegames.com. Uh, I got a cool game out called The Well about fighting monsters underground. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. I don't know. Whatever. Um, with me today have been Rachel. Hi. I do Instagram stuff now. You can follow me at Rabe. You might see spoilers for future episodes, but you won't know they're spoilers. Rutrow. That's Argent Rabe, A R G E N T R A B E. And Nick. Hi, hi. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can wow. listen to some of the other podcasts I do on too many thoughts media.com. Uh, we are doing our Christmas stuff right now, but by the time you're listening to this, we might be doing something for January, which I don't know if we have planned yet, but I'm sure it'll be stupid. So check that out. <laughs> And the Fantabulous Katie. That's me, Fantabulous Katie. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ShimmyBook, where I tweet if I remember I have it. Also, buy my books. Katie has a bookstore. <laughs> yes, right. And the website <laughs> for that bookstore is... Uh, GriffinsRoostBT.com And uh, since the... I've just recently, as of right now, I'm going to do it, but I haven't yet. Uh, I now am selling hand-bound journals and planners on my website, too. So check them out. Ooh. And Dan Evanson. Grandpa Dan. Danpa. I have a website, too. It's geonet.dan. <laughs> it's from 1991. And there are cool gifs. Oh my god, nope. I love Grandpa Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, nope. Dan did not. Uh, if, if you, if you want to uh, find out our Geo Cities reference, yeah. You can find my stuff at danielevinson.com. Uh, danielson.com slash Juno, J U N O, where you can find. Cool stuff going on with Project Juno. We're probably uh, close to kicking off our writing contest. So come over to danielemonson.com slash Juno and check it out. Very cool. All right. So that's that's the end of, of the non-spoilers portion of our episode. If you are leaving us now, thank you for listening. Please send us email at uh, too many thoughts media at gmail.com join the too many thoughts media discord at either of those locations give us photos of your bookshelves ideally with books leave us or just, yell, us us on, or just yes. yell at us online <laughs> Let yell, us, yell at us online i'm at shoeless pete on twitter uh, uh leave us ratings and reviews but only if you think we're awesome and which uh, you do that's why you're listening right that's why you're still here and uh as ever please keep reading
Okay, are they gone? Spoilers. Are they gone? Are, I don't know. I, I think one of them's over there. Go, no, get him. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Okay. Okay. What the hell was that? Are you fighting bees? I I don't know. I was trying to make punching noises. Uh, My I thought you were running. Foley is not up to snuff, okay? Uh, you're not a Foley artist, okay? I'm not. I'm not a Foley artist. Okay, so what else? What have you... box here on my spreadsheet. Not a Foley artist. Okay. Oh, crap. I'm giving away too much information. Um, oh, okay. Process of elimination. Well, One day we will discover who Peter is. <laughs> we accidentally got a face picker like two, three months, uh, a few months ago. You did? Yes. You deleted it pretty quickly. I bleached it from my mind, though. I'm fairly Mm. certain I've seen Peter's face before. I think we did a video call briefly. Probably the introductory period when we had, like, 20 people. Yeah. And so I have an image of my head of what Peter looks like, but I can't, like, prove that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it for a long time. Like, since I've known you, I've had an image in my head, but... (laughs) See, you also look like a professor of mine. (laughs) Like an old professor. So now I just picture you're my, my old professor. With, does he have kind of like a thin face and glasses and like very curly hair? Yes. Yeah, I have like I'm assuming a close image. Never mind. Anyways, yeah, let's compare uh, our mental pictures. Rachel, ready? Go. Yes. All right. Begin right. drawing. Nice. Uh, yes. Well, I want to <laughs> say there was a point that made me cry. And does anyone want to guess what point made me cry? When either Lan died, spoiler, or when Hilo was like, fuck you, Andon, you're not part of the family. Oh, it was Lan. It was Lan? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so the thing about that that death is I really did not expect it. Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know why, but I did not expect it. Me either. But It's just because, like, when it happens, you're like... Who's going to take over? The, no one is, is, there are no good options. Right. <laughs> it, like, it, it, I mean, it, it has the, it has the effect it was trying to have, I think. Yeah. Um, but, and, and even though, like, you know it's going to happen because he picks up that note and he says, I'll read it later. And he puts <laughs> it away. And you know he's never going to read it. <laughs> like, you know in your heart of hearts, but you're still like, but they wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't kill him. Like, and then she does, and you're just like, "What?" It it hit hard. Yeah, the way it goes down too is like pretty pretty messed up. Right, punked by a nobody. Right, right, right. And no way to feel good about it. And then the nobody steals the jade at the end of the book. (laughs) Yes, we believe so. Well, it's implied. We don't it is strongly that. implied. I agree. Yeah. I I was surprised. I was surprised that we had more to hear from from him because I thought he was just going to disappear from the narrative around that. Mm-hmm. Point. Well, but, you you have that foreshadowing when is it Grandpa that says that he's going to be trouble, or is it the weather old uh, weatherman? Yeah, it might well, have been the he- weatherman. I don't remember. I thought it was actually like Hilo because I thought Land let him go and Hilo was like, he's going to be trouble. Yeah, Hilo yeah, be right. wanted. Hilo was all for blood as usual. Mm hmm. Yeah, good point. I don't, um, I don't remember but, who yeah, it was, yeah. but. You know, it's another thing about the idea of the family, though, too, is um, 
the fact that they're setting up like like we lost Lan, but they they are setting up sort of the next generation, and that's part of why I like Andon so much is because he's definitely implied to be like the next generation. Well, of we'll see. He... He's so like screwed up. <laughs> like, yeah. His mom is this like infamous figure, and and he doesn't know if he like carries her curse with him, and mm-hmm. at the same time he's like he's he's so not like Hilo, like just the polar opposite of right. You know, he's just the direction he's, he's, the clan is yeah. headed. He's solid and, he, and dutiful, and but also caring. I guess I'm hoping those are just things that he's going to overcome, and not foreshadowing of his fate or something like that. Um, I don't know. Like I, I suspect the next book is going to be a lot about uh, Andon and and Hilo, like kind is. of tugging tugging at each other in different directions. Don't spoil things, Dan. Yeah, yeah Dan, you hush. You hush your you face. Know, I mean, the second book is almost exclusively about Andon and Hilo. Oh man! But not, <laughs> but not together. Actually, but Dan. like, wow, Dan. But Shay, Shay's there too. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Rachel, I don't think he's getting it. <laughs> I don't want to know anything. That's what I'm saying. No, I haven't said. I, I, nothing. I've said. Oh, literally, all he said is, "Yeah, those characters, they're there." <laughs> like, I know. I like going in. Blind. I like going in blind. I don't even like reading summary. I like the summaries. That's why I hate movie trailers. Well, They're they hate the you worst. too, Katie. Good little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Were you guys surprised yeah. that that we never saw the um the sort of synthetic uh drug come kind of more strongly into this into the no, narrative? No, I, I thought it, I thought it played a strong enough role, like yeah. a stronger role as it needed to, right? I when, honestly yeah. expected that, like, by the end, they were going to get reinvaded or something, but. No, that seemed like too much. No, so I was just, I was, I was so pissed at Sen, right? The, the, the grandfather. The grandfather? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just hated him so much. Well, it triggered, because I experienced like somebody going through dementia and that triggered some stuff Mm, for me. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I was just like, I hate you. There's a little bit of that in my family, but it was really, I was really young for it. Um, it, mine was like f like five years ago for me. So yeah, that's, no, that's harder. That's harder. Um, yeah. No, but I just I just really like he ruined s- stuff over and over again. <laughs> that that guy. Yeah, just didn't have a sense or like stayed in just long enough that he couldn't manage to put power down. You know. Right. Right. Like, right. No, he, he never was, he, he never had sense enough to step back. He never released his pride. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it's fairly realistic of people going through dementia. Yeah, no, I totally mm-hmm. agree. I believe that. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, it, it's like and, and also he has superpowers. So Right. Yeah. Right. Um, he has dementia goes, and the ability to punch someone through a brick wall. Just going through like me being a family member watching that. Uh, it was very similar. Well, I am sorry to hear that. Yeah. So, trigger warnings for that. Also, yeah. <laughs> please check the trigger warnings before going into this book. We should have yeah, said there's a lot beginning. of sex. Chapter it's 5, in- page 43. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also, like, bow, yeah, bow. assault and uh, there's a lot of violence. Um, a lot of any, violence. Like, 
there's a lot of like violence against women specifically yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of threatened violence yeah what i don't remember that other than that one violence time. against women mm. yeah it's i don't not the if, first one yeah there's some there's, it, well there's not a lot some of it's I, some of it's only discussed some of it's only remembered some of it's why are, just why implied. Are the women not available thinking <laughs> Uh, yeah, I no, I, I didn't catch the main that thing at I all can then. Think, the it's main one I can remember but... is, like, what Shay remembers happening when she was younger more so then. Yeah. That's, oh, one of the yeah. big, that's one of the big okay. ones yeah. that I'm thinking of, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That was the only one I remembered, but there's... Uh, I don't think it's, like, gratuitously, like, you know, like... No, no. I wouldn't call anything, I wouldn't call like anything gratuitous. Yeah. Okay. Um... I know that uh, it would get a star down for me because every time if there's a rape scene, they get the star down, like an explicit rape scene in books. I always that's a rule that you have. Yeah, it's a good rule, probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't have any like spoiler things. I really feel like I. Well, no, I think the I big think the big that. one was really obviously what happened Lot. to Lan. Yeah, yeah, and not wanted to give that away, so. Um, uh, that hit real hard though, <laughs> and way yeah. earlier than I thought it would have too. Yeah, I want to reread it when I get the set box set back. Uh, box box set box set. If I can talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For uh, some reason, it didn't shock me. Uh, I think. I think. It, I think he'd just like he'd been kind of degrading or degenerating for, you know. Well, well, that's once... when you get him the redemption arc where he gets off the SN1 and he shine, you know, shine. Yes. It, and he's just like yeah. takes back all of his power and he clears the mountain and is just everything is good and rainbows. Oh, you're it, right. It, you're right. Everything's <laughs> fine and nice now. It felt like when... he still had a job to do and he still had some demons to face and he never got to to do that. You know, like yeah. that, re oh, like yeah. reading that letter. Right. But at the same time, I think that is way more effective of a way to kill a character off because it actually mm -hmm. gives the reader a sense of real loss. Right. Right. It's it feels incomplete. Right. And Which, so I, I mean, death, it was death very is always incomplete. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, that was basically it. The land dying was my biggest spoiler. And pro what happens to Shay is also pretty... Well, we didn't really talk about that. I don't really... I also don't really want to talk about it here, if that's fine. Um, that was basically... Were, were Mutt and Tem Ben the same person? I forgot who those characters were. Uh, Moot, or... I don't know how you pronounce it, but... Pro probably Moot. Um, no, they say it. Probably Moot. Tem, Tem Ben. I don't think... Tem Ben was the stonecutter guy who came in and, like took over three finger gars operation or whatever his name was yeah no I, I and then moot was like the go between between um the goateed greenbone and barrow bureau yeah yeah I, I remember who moot was i don't remember if tim ben was another name for him or if that well, was a different it, person it kind I, of alludes to it because then um par yeah, Tar goes and then he says later on that he took care of Tem Ben 
And then Barrow goes to Moots, and then and, and Moot's gone. Baby Moot was <laughs> Baby there, Moot. <laughs> and he was he was all like, "I'm gonna kill him for killing my dad." Yeah, I did think that was the same person, but I, I don't know. It's that not might super be, clear. It might be a question to ask the author. Yeah, that might be a question for her. <laughs> That's what um, you want to ask her. Like, were these two characters in your book the same character? Well, I asked chosen? Mary Robinette if the brother was catching feels for Ginger, and she answered that. I was right. Yes, Katie's <laughs> always correct in every yeah. in all things. Yes, just ask Doug. Hey, Doug. <laughs> okay, I'll just call him on our special secret phone. Okay, you know what, Peter? <laughs> yes, Katie. I don't like this. Why is everyone bar me married to Katie's husband? Well, I'm not married to him. In relations with Katie's husband? Oh, because he's Doug. <laughs> I know he's I so will cute, point out that he? I am not included in this situation. Just pointing this out. I don't know. Nick, do you have a hard-on for my husband? Always. Okay, then. Eternally. Does, does Same. Also like <laughs> oh, she yeah, let's get. Did you let's say internally in or internally? <laughs> you know, both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm glad this is in the spoiler portion, so that all of our all of our listeners have left. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I you know I was really interested in the struggle that that Shay had her her journey between you know taking Jade back up or not doing it. So I found that mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, and then like when she does come back, it's so she's so like in control. In oh my gosh, she like, just like transforms. No one else is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. You know what's interesting? Maybe you guys have an answer to this because I, I didn't see a clear one, but is there a reason beyond just like leaving everything behind and going to another culture that she stopped using Jade? Like I think I think it's also illegal outside of Kekon to some extent. Is it? Yeah. That I don't uh, I don't know. I, Maybe that becomes clearer in, in the second book. Um I feel like it was just like it, it it's a unshackling herself from Kekon. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. it, I think. She couldn't she couldn't be an independent person while still, you know, following the family tradition of wearing jade and being a green bone. I thought it had something to do with her boyfriend. I mean, that's one of the things that drove her away, but well, and I think he also wanted her to sever those ties, you know. Maybe, That's like jerk. a condition of their relationship. I mean, he did end up being kind of a huge asshole. Jerk. He's no Doug. Yeah. Definitely no Doug. Definitely not. No. Doug would let He's you wear so cute. Katie. He would, wouldn't he? He brought me ice cream since we've been recording. So. Oh my goodness. All right. Michaela brought me tacos, but I had to turn her away because they're too loud. No one yeah. brought me anything. <laughs> I have my fries that I bought myself. Because I'm forever alone. Like, no, like, you're just an independent woman, Rachel, and we appreciate that. So you're gonna find you're gonna find me a spouse, uh, Katie. 
Yeah, we're still going to find you a spouse so that you can be an independent woman with somebody else. Don't challenge her that be a... way. She will send a man to your house. Like, We've already determined it has to be a Boy Scout. Yeah, someone who likes camping and stuff. So if anyone out there is a Boy Scout oh, and into boy. camping, you can send your applications to too many thoughts media at gmail.com. You'll oh, be screened this, by is Katie. This, <laughs> is this making the cut? Is this in the final edit now? I didn't think this was in the final. Okay. <laughs> I guess that depends on who edits this. Okay. So it's probably okay, Katie, I'm, so I'm, for sure it's in. I'm being told that we're that we're legally required to keep that in. So I guess I guess it's staying in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the end of the podcast now. Um we're ending. Any other <laughs> any other spoiler things we really want to talk about? No, I don't I don't want to get too too much. I wanna go more in depth with uh Vondale later. Not yeah. like spoilers, but like talk yes more keep your keep your your good points for oh, her we didn't go over what was everyone's ratings rate ratings i'm sorry thumbs up i gave it 4.5 i don't would recommend i don't rate things i just say things about them and then if that makes you want to read it then good okay. yeah i might put this in front of somebody and say hey you should totally read this yeah i mean i'd I recommend it for sure I My do. entire rating system for movies and everything has just become like, I liked this or I didn't like Like, that's the extent of it now. Like, who well, needs more? There's, there's a point, if it's, if it's so good, I need to shove it at people to make them read it. Because that's the only way I can get my friends to read things, physically shove it at them. <laughs> um, then yes. Here, I've purchased this for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have fused uh, this to your hand. Oh, God. <laughs> that has left my books being in somebody else's care for about two years before. Mm, yeah. It is hard to get them back when you fuse them to someone's hand. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta buy a new copy. Has anyone else seen Guns Akimbo? No. Yes. Not yet. Oh, man. Good movie. I want to watch <laughs> Chainsaw Man. <laughs> is that like oh. Edward Chainsaw Hands? I don't it's... know. It's a man manga about a guy with chainsaw hands. Chainsaw Man is excellent. I want to read the manga. It's in my library. I just got to get to it. It's super good. I've been Amazing. reading Vinland a... Saga, but they're so expensive. Oh, that's also very good. I, I've chainsaw Man about... is the best manga you'll read about a man with a chainsaw for a head. <laughs> End the episode. <laughs> so Wait, we're for stopping. a head? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Actually, actually, from anywhere he would like, but more often than not, it comes out of his face. That's so. <laughs> Anyways, we should end the episode because people don't care about this. <laughs> Until oh, yeah. next time, GTFO. And That's not very polite. I mean, we already signed off. Yeah. All right. Keep reading, you yahoos. Bye. <laughs>